what is going on guys my name is mac across from me virtually lifelong friend basketball connoisseur garrett hal and we do not have our producer executive president of the brand all you need to know the show we talk about everything learn about nothing Gwen eaton he is not here with us again uh i just got word from the co-host here gertie squirty that uh he'll be back with us late october so in about three or four episodes, he should be back with us, guys. So yeah, let's uh let's get a f hashtag free Quinn in the uh in the Twitter feed going hashtag free Quinn until it's backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is the Press Breaker Podcast, man. Episode thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. You are exactly correct. Episode thirteen. Thirteen weeks in to the yeah. pod here. Yep, man. Dude, that's so crazy. And you know what's crazier? Only like two or three weeks till basketball's back. I know, so. man. October 19th? Is that when? 22nd? Something like that. Yeah, something. It's like 19, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's something something real soon here. Um, we pretty much got three weeks until we're talking about actual games. Mm-hmm. So. Which is, which is grand. But. Beautiful. If you guys didn't tune in last week, we are doing... A press breaker list is what my notepad is called, but uh, we're ranking the top 10 power forwards of 2022, and we did point guards last week, and we had a consensus number one that it was Steph Curry. Our top three was Dude. the same, actually. We just had them in different orders. We had two and three switched. We yep. had uh, we had Curry, Luka, and Dame. I had Luka, two. Gert had Dame, two. Respectable. But we're talking about the power forward list today, guys. But before we get into that, how you been, Gert? I've been great, you know. Uh, putting together this list was uh, much more of a grind than the point guard list. Because uh, this this position, just to put it lightly, is just not near as loaded as the point guard in the NBA. Yeah. I also, mean, also, 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 before we get too far into this... Y'all thought I was a if y'all thought I was a basketball genius, let me tell you. Football? My fantasy team, a three and for the first time in four years, I think. Three years maybe. You had it there once, but I don't know if it was quite as dominant. Yeah, I I'm kinda goaded at the fantasy football this year, and no, I'm just kidding. I'm like I'm really lucky. I I don't really know. The two biggest busts of the week three were on my team. They were just benched. No, I take that back. Jonathan Taylor wasn't benched. Who was the other big bust? Damian Harris. Oh, yeah. I uh, luckily did not start him last week in the league. I have him either. I, I kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 3-0 in the fantasy season. Not too bad. Kind of digging it? Kind of digging it? You're getting carried. You have Cooper Cup and Mike Williams, the top two receivers. Yeah, and um, Josh Allen. And Eric Henry. I mean, we could go on for a little bit, but we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, we don't We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to because I kicked your butt in week two. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, guys, yeah, um, if you were here last week, if you were listening, we uh, basically, we alternated our... Uh, we alternated our spots, like we'd go, Gert goes honorable mentions, and I go honorable mentions, and he goes 10, I go 10, he goes 9, I go 9, you know, 
You get it. You can get it. Um, they understand. Yeah. So anyway, we are um, we are avoiding the power forward position's weird, right? Because centers sometimes play power forward. Small forwards sometimes play power forward. And in the event of Demar Derozan, shooting guards sometimes play power forward. Actually, play power forward a lot. Turns out. So uh, yeah, we are going with purely. Like power forward mains, if uh, if that makes any sense, we're going with people that primarily play the power forward position and that play it all the way through the season. And if you are wondering, no, Kevin Durant is not a power forward. He is a small forward, although he does play power forward sometimes for the Nets. If Kyrie, James, and Joe Harris are all in, we consider him a small forward. So. Now that we got those precursors out of the way, I feel like we can finally get down to our list. So, you went first last week, right? I did go first last week, so okay. I... It... I will open up then, and I will open up with my honorable mentions. Which, how many honorable mentions do you have? I have three. I have three as well. Okay, nice. So, we both have three honorable mentions, so that's nice. My three honorable mentions are Kristaps Porzingis, Aaron Gordon, and Jonathan Isaac. Okay. I have one honorable mention similar to you. I also have Aaron Gordon. Uh, for me, my honorable mentions would be Aaron Gordon, Rui Hachimura, and Draymond Green. Wow. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I just decided that Draymond might... Some people would put him in top 10, but I just see him as a only declining asset. So I decided honorable mention only for now. Okay, that's fair. Um, You know, I put Kristaps here. It pains me to put Kristaps here. But he's on the decline as well. He's still young. I think he's only 26 years old, maybe 27. It's just... Not working out in Dallas for him, and he really just should have stayed in New York. But the issue with him is he's just made a glass, man. He's just always injured, and that stinks because he is a really, really good NBA player. Yeah, he didn't make my list at all, honestly. I haven't, I haven't been impressed with anything I've seen from him since he got to Dallas. And like you said, he's made a glass. Like I just have, yeah, he gave me nothing to consider him for this. To be honest yeah. with you. And then so. you know I have Aaron Gordon on here who is overpaid. Yes, but we've seen what he can do, and he's just another young... He's a very dependable guy. He rarely has off games. He might not produce as much as you want, but he's never going to have like a bad game. He is. He's going to be consistent. Whether that consistency is mediocre, maybe slightly below mediocre, that's up for debate. But in my opinion, I think he's a super solid guy. Yeah, he's a... He's a very valuable asset. I think the Nuggets getting him, that was big for them. They, cause Especially with Jamal being out, they needed a piece. So I thought that was a big get. Um, and for me, putting Rui in here, I think he's on the come up. And it's a slow come up, but he's somebody that I'm very impressed. I'm high on him probably more than most. But I, I just see something in him. I think he'll really cement his role this year as the clear second option in Washington. I think he would have done that last year if Westbrook wasn't there, honestly. So yeah. that's why I have him in model. He's, he's, in, he's in a great spot to develop and have the spotlight on him too. Mm-hmm. So 
I also have Jonathan Isaac here. I mean, if you're not a ca if you're if you're not a casual and you actually know basketball, you know why he's here. He amazing defensive player. He's seven foot but moves like a six five guard. He he just can do it all. And I would not be surprised if he win if he doesn't win a most improved player award. Um I really, really thought he was gonna win it last year. I actually put a bet on it that he was gonna win uh most improved player. But unfortunately that didn't pan out. And he's just got the potential, he's got the size, he's got the skill set. He has everything he needs to be elite in this league. It's just a matter of can he go and grab it. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just looking for him to be a little more aggressive offensively because I feel like he has the game to average 20-plus, especially on the Magic. I feel like he is he has all the tools to be the number one option there at this point, especially with them dishing everybody out. So, Yeah, I can agree with that. Now, on to our actual list. Our top 10. Coming in at number 10, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he's the perfect pairing alongside John Morant. And he's super athletic, will be able to get boards with no no haste whatsoever. Um, his offensive game can use work, but it's actually in a pretty good spot right now considering he's only two years into the league, going into his third, I believe. Or am I year? Am I he's going. Oh, it's. I can't remember if he's going into his third or fourth. I think it might be fourth. No, that can't be right. Who's in the same class as Luca, right? Or was he a year after? Okay, I think he's going into his third because he was hurt his whole second year, right? That's when he tore his ACL. Is that right? Oh yeah, I think so. No, wait. I think the bubble was his second year. Really? Yeah, yeah. That would put him in the that would put him in the 2018 class then. So going into his fourth year. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay, there we go. I think so. We're going with that. He is. He's going into his fourth year. That's what it is. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Never a doubt. Yeah, never, never a doubt. It was calculated. All right. So, you got anything else to say on the guy? Nah, that's pretty. I mean, just solid guy. You know what I mean. All right, so for my number 10, I have Miles Bridges. And this could be a wow. little bit of a Wow. Wow. Listen. Just stop. Let me talk. <laughs> Listen. Hot take, overvalued, sure, in everyone else's opinion. But in my opinion, I think Miles Bridges is so good off the bench and could be great in a starting role if – the Hornets wanted to put him there. He is somebody that is always a threat to get double-digit rebounds, and he can all he can also, in my opinion, get 20 if he really wants to, but he never really needs to. So I think that his skill set is pretty new, unique, and obviously he can jump higher than almost anybody in the league, especially at his size, which is nuts to me. That's not why he's on my top 10, but I just think the value he brings on the boards and his improving defensive ability Along with his offensive skill set, I think that he is just good enough to crack my top ten. I will say he is the only, which in my opinion he should play small forward, but for another day. Um, for a power forward, he embodies the the spark plug mentality. Usually, you see that out of guards. You know, you see it out of Tyrese Maxey, mm -hmm. Malachi Flynn, Jordan Clarkson, uh, and 
at power forward, he really just embodies the spark plug role, and he comes into the game off the bench, and he just lights it up. He's either throwing down oops from Terry Rozier or LaMelo Ball, or he's knocking down the corner three. I mean, offensively, there's really nothing the man can't do. Nope, and his defense is heavily improving. Like, I've been seeing some stuff about how he kind of got snubbed out of all defensive team this year. Oh, wow. So... See, I didn't pay I didn't, attention, I guess. Yeah, I but didn't know his defense was on that level. I didn't either. But, speaking of defense, number nine, I've got Draymond Green. Now, I know that probably comes as a surprise to you because he didn't even make your list. Or, no, he made honorable mention, didn't he? He is my 11, pretty much. Okay. But, Draymond Green is pretty much the jack-of-all-trades. He's... He, you know, good at everything, excels at nothing. You know, he can play really good defense. He can shoot the ball decently. He can pass decently. He can score decently. Yeah, he, there's really nothing he can't do, and I know we just use that on Miles Bridges, but he literally, Draymond Green can do everything. He can rebound. He can play defense. He can shoot. He can play make. He can whatever. He can dribble. He can do it all. Well, just let's not- hold on. His dribbling has been sus the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's true. But, uh, like I said, you know, he's the jack-of-all-trades. And he really was the glue that held that Golden State dynasty together, in my opinion. Nobody was talking as much as him. Nobody was leading as much as him. And that's just kind of what you have to do in that situation. Draymond plays his role absolutely perfectly. Yeah, I agree 100%. And like you said, the leadership, I think that's so pivotal with a guy like him. Like, he is pretty much the power forward Patrick Beverly. He is, like, definitely declining now, but his leadership is so important that he'll be in the league till he's 40 if he wants to be. Yeah. Just because of, like, what, what, how much value he brings to the locker room, and he's not afraid to call a guy out. And he, he's just very – I mean, he's the ideal leader at this point in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. All right. For my number nine – I am going Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, okay, 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 cool. So I, he also made my list. I think that he just got to deal with his injury bug a little bit. But when he when he plays, he is very good. He is much more efficient from the three than you would think. And obviously, I mean, he's 6'11 long, and he's athletic. So he's going to be able to handle his own down low. But I think what really gets like puts him in the top ten for me is just the ability to score outside of the paint for how big he is. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I've already talked about Jaron Jackson, so really, nothing else to say. I mean, good nothing player. Else to get into with him. He'll be in the league for a long time, uh, if he can stay healthy. Number eight, I've got none other than the spin cycle himself, Pascal Siakam. Uh, I could I could go on for hours about how much I'm in a love-hate relationship with Pascal Siakam, but throw it back to a long time ago, 2016 whenever he was a rookie, I told Garrett at a place we call the Coop, I said, Pascal Siakam is going to be big. He's going to be, he is going to be a star in the league. And sure enough, he won a most improved. He was the, eh, some people say second option. It's more like third option. He was a third option on a championship winning team. He averaged, I think, 22.1 points per game last year. And he's he's young, he's athletic, he's a good power forward. He 
uh, he just needs to get more. Uh, he just needs to add add more to his move set. Essentially, all he does if he wants to drive the ball, which he's already in a good spot because he's he's low key a marksman for being a power forward. He shoots extremely well and extremely efficient from the three. Although his jump shot does look very, very ugly. Oh, it's awful. But when he drives, he has one move and one move only. And that is a spin to the basket. And yeah, he won a most improved player and won a championship being third option off spinning. But now, since you are the star of that team, people know you're going to spin. They know it's coming. They probably laugh on the bench every time they see Pascal Siakam spin because the coach has been yelling for the past eight hours at open practice about how Pascal Siakam's just going to spin when he gets into the paint, and sure enough, he does. So, uh, you made a you made one heck of a young career out of it, but you've got to expand. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, and he is also my number eight, so... Nice. There's that, but I'll, I'll piggyback right off you. He, he is the human spin cycle. He has been forever, and... What's crazy is he averaged 22 last year, and that was almost like a regression year, right? Um, I can't remember. I think he did average 24.6. Kawhi being gone. Yeah. Average how much? I think 24.6 the first year Kawhi was gone. That's just off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but I think that's what he averaged. Yeah, regardless, last year was, like, like I said, a little bit of a regression. Like, he should be moving closer to 30 as the options on his team get lighter, right? And as he gets older, because mm-hmm. his game should be expanding. And like, I thought I noticed just from what little I would watch of Raptors game. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. It looked like he shot the ball less, right? Is that wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. he, he definitely took a step back because I mean, we do have young players in the league like Terrence Davis before. Uh, also, I'm sorry if you guys can hear this. I'm playing a hot new MMO out called new world. And there's a big queue for playing the game, and I'm auto running in a corner, and I just had to, uh, I just got an AFK like timer like warning, so I had to move my player. But anyway, sorry about that. Uh, back on topic. Uh, yeah, we had players like Malachi Flynn, Terrence Davis before he got the uh, allegations and got kicked off the team, and you know we got Fred Van Vliet and Chris Boucher who really developed. So we kind of took a step back, and I think it was premeditated to be honest with you, because the Raptors knew they weren't going anywhere. They weren't a very good team last year. So I think Pascal kind of took a year off, in a sense, and let those young guys like Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. uh, Malachi Flynn, Chris Boucher, um, Kim Birch, uh, DeAndre Bimber, even though he's not that young, but his game is developing for some reason at the old age that he is. Kind of weird. Um, but he kind of took a step back. I don't know if it was premeditated or if he's just kind of getting worse. I think he'll have a big comeback season this year. I really think he will. Yeah, I think he will too. And just to real quick before you move on, it was incorrect that you told me at the coop. You told me in business law at oh. a nice smooth seven forty five AM on a crisp winter morning. Oh really? Is what you told me. Oh wow. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. You like that you like that pull right there? Yeah. I'm sure we would just watch Law and Order or some BS that yeah. day anyway, so I mean Speaking of, the girl that we had that class with is getting married Saturday, so shout out to Dawson and Madeline if who? you're listening. Um, but anyway, on to number seven, I have Tobias Harris of the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, max contract. He's definitely not worth that much, but 
but I mean, he's an offensive powerhouse. What can you say? He averages above 20 a game, and I think his scoring is going to go even higher now that Ben Simmons is going to be out of Philadelphia. And, you know, whether it's the 76ers, the Magic, the Pistons, wherever Tobias Harris goes, the ball falls into the bucket. That's just how it works with him. Uh, so let's talk about Tobias Harris, right? And the intentional snub that I gave him from my list. He's not on your list? Nope. I looked at him. What? And I looked, I stared at his name for about two seconds and I knew, nah, don't want him on there. Dude, I'm, I'm so curious, I'm so curious with who you have. Cause like, obviously the way lists work, you're going to have to have someone that I don't have. Like but just, I guarantee you our top list. six are the same in different orders, right? Probably. I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Who do you have at number seven? Chris Boucher. Wow! You have Chris Boucher? He plays center. I don't know. I looked it up, and he is on power forward for me, dog. Bro. Listen, I look up a list of power forwards, and I die... I dice it up from there and make my own list and he was there. I mean like I like what he brings on both sides of the ball more than I like what Tobias brings and that's how everybody on my list is. I just don't like that (laughs) Tobias is one-sided. Bro, I didn't know you were considering Chris Boucher a power forward. That's kind of crazy, but also I just don't think he's better than Pascal Siakam yet. See, I think they're. I think right now they're pretty even, and I think he'll be better than Pascal, to be honest with you. So that's why I put him up a spot higher. Dude, Chris Boucher. Well, shout out to you for having two Raptors on your list. Okay. I knew I wanted to put them both on there, and I knew they had to be right next to each other because they're not like like we've just said they're not be- much better than each other currently. Yeah. So. So yeah, I have Chris wow. Boucher at my seven. Oh, okay. That's... I know you. Res- I don't know if you respect it, but I know you like it. Oh, I like it you... a lot. Oh, I love say, it. I just like Chris Boucher. I didn't think he'd be much of anything after he got out of Oregon. And then after his first year, I thought maybe. But the I also called. Been... I also called him getting good as well. You did, and what's crazy about how he got good though is offense. Like his offensive development over the last year and a half, two years has been kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I agree. Like, he came in rebounding defense, yeah, no problem. He, he has evolved from just a pure shot blocker, and I love every minute of it. And he is a great shot blocker. I don't know how many he averaged, but I'm sure it has to be close to two. And rebounds, I'm sure it's sub. It's uh, over eight. I mean, he is long, athletic, and he is literally all over the place. And again, his offensive development just really shocked me. And just like the way his trajectory is going right now, I just felt that mm-hmm. he needed to be in my it's top just, 10, to be honest with you. Uh, the only thing about Chris Boucher is it's really sad that he's just now developing because he is 28. Um, if you remember, he's I think he played, all, yeah, he played all four years at Oregon, right? I think so. I think, he, I think he, he, came into the, he came into the league at like a hot 23 or something. And he, uh, I think he got drafted. or No, I take that back. I don't think he got drafted. I think he got a training camp deal with the Raptors and got a uh and got signed from there. But uh yeah, he was on the Raptors nine oh five championship winning team in like twenty seventeen. 
I'm looking him up right now. I want to know how old he is for sure. Oh, oh, I know for a fact. Yeah, oh, I knew for a fact he was 28. Dang, I was hoping you were off by a couple years. And he went undrafted in 2017, you're right. Yeah. And, yeah, he was on the Raptors 905 championship winning team with Fred Van Vliet and uh, Brady Heslip were the three were the three best options on that team. Oh, also, he did not go to just Oregon. Found this out. He went to New Mexico Junior College for a year. Then he went to Northwest College for a year. And then he went to Oregon for two. Okay. So, look at that. Yeah. But, yeah, man, he's old. Unfortunate. But, with my number six on my list, I have John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. And six or seven weeks ago, whenever it was, I dogged the man. Said he wasn't good. Said he just didn't bring anything to the table. And then I watched the Hawks playoff run. So probably way more than six or seven weeks ago. Probably like 11 or 12 weeks ago. But the man can play. He is, just like you said about Chris Boucher, really all I can say is he's everywhere. Yeah, you were the biggest, one of the biggest John Collins haters that I knew. And I tried to steer you straight so many times and you just weren't having it. And now here we are. Yep. And he's also my number six, of course. Like I said, I feel like our six, our top six is going to be similar. And John Collins fits right in there. I don't think he's close to the top five, but I think he's better than the bottom four by a decent bit. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how much more he's got left to go, though. Like When it comes to like development, the I feel like he is, is kind of plateauing. But it's not bad if he keeps it up, right? Because he averages 20-ish. Pretty close to it, and he averages ten boards. So I mean, it's not a bad thing if it's his plateau, but you just if it is, you hope that he continues it for the next ten years. Yeah, I agree so. with that. Yeah, that's so, all I've got on him because he's my six as well. So yeah, so number five on my list is going to be Demonitas Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers. And I have a feeling I know you're number five because if I'm not mistaken, you're you're pretty high on Demonitas, aren't you? You like him? I like him a lot, yeah. Yeah, I like I like Demonitas about this a lot too. If I had to guess, can I try to guess your number five? Go for it. Julius Randle. Nope. Ooh, okay. Well, never mind them. Who's your number five? Zion. Wow. He didn't do enough everywhere else for wow. me yet. Wow. Zion didn't make my list. No, I'm joking. Really? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. About to say, no way. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, listen, I know he is quote unquote an elite scorer for the power forward. I mean, which he's really not. He can just dunk and score in the paint. Um, and that's good that he can score 26 like that. But like, he should be averaging more than seven boards. I agree with that. I, I do. Agree he should be that. averaging 10 or 11, especially on his team. They're not big. And they don't have Steven Adams anymore. So why why is he not? Like, why could he not average 10 boards is my problem. Especially, Especially how high he can jump and how big he is. all the time. So why do the boards just not fall to him? That's what I'm saying, dude. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And as much as he has the ball in his hands, he should be averaging more than three assists, too. I mean, he should literally be averaging more numbers in rebounds and assists. And blocks, too. I mean, I, I, I could talk for a little bit on Zion and how he disappoints me yeah. in, the field, in the areas but, he does. Yeah, but I'm obviously not going to take anything away from him in scoring. He is yeah. a very good scorer, and he'll continue to get better. He'll get to the point where he's averaging 30s because he can hit threes. Mm. So, And I don't want to leave Sabonis uns, uns, uh, unsurfaced. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, pure score. I mean, he can score at all three levels. Uh, two-time All-Star. Two-time or one-time? He's two-time, right? Made it last year and this oh. year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to be. Yeah, I'm you know what? 100%. Sure. Just like the Jaron Jackson thing. He is. Okay, yeah. He calculated. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a bonus. I mean, just on a team full of misfits. Um, but the Pacers make it work, man. They make it work every year, and that is behind the just pure score of the bonus. So, I mean, shout out to the Sabonis, man. But I kind of spoiled it, trying to guess Gert's number five. But my number four is Julius Randle. Um, really just elevated his career once he came to the Knicks. Uh, First-time All-Star last season. Uh, was averaging, I think, some of the most points per game for a power forward, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe in the whole league. I mean, he had an absolute monster of a season. It was wild, honestly. I never expected it either. I'll be completely honest with you. Never in my life expected it. I expected an uptick in his points and just his numbers in general. But like like you said, like the way he came out last year, obviously well-deserved all-star. I just did not see it coming. Like if he plays like that for the next three or four years, he's borderline superstar at that point. So I agree. It just stinks that he's blooming so late because he is getting up there in age. I think he's about to hit 30, if not has hit it already. I think him and Chris are pretty similar in age because Julius only went to college for a year. Yeah. So... I mean, it makes sense. Um, really nothing else to say on Julius, man. All right. So my number four is Sabonis. Um, pretty much what threw him over Zion for me because they were who I was considering at four and five. Um, Sabonis averaged 22, a few points less than Zion. Averaged 10 and a half boards, so big gap there. And then he also averaged, this shocked me, seven assists a game. Sabonis did? Yes. Oh my God, he's almost a so when triple I saw double. That, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is not that much of a conversation for me for me anymore personally. Bro, he's okay. Too, After just... knowing that, man, I should have I should have done more research on my list, man. Hey, wow, he's in your top five. That's all that matters. I would have had him at three if I knew he was averaging twenty two, ten, and seven. Yeah, really, my three to five were really close for me, but Sabonis took Zion over for four mm -hmm. right there because of the the yeah. this all around was yeah. just crazy. I didn't re not realize he was that close to averaging a triple double. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, so my three is Zion. We already talked about it. Uh, big guy, super duper young, uh, can absolutely score the ball, but his boards are a little lacking. Uh, I will admit that. But just due to the fact that he's so young and so explosive and doing so much at such a young age, that's what put him at number three on my list. Yeah, you're talking about his explosiveness because his knees are going to explode if he doesn't lose weight, right? Hey, <laughs> New Orleans gumbo being different, man. Dude, that picture of him from media day getting memed around <laughs> is probably the funniest NBA thing I've seen in a while. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> I agree. That's funny, did, man. Zion's just so funny without trying. Did you see the picture where somebody photoshopped a hard hat and then jeans and a <laughs> jean shirt off them? I did see that, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Zion's oh. such a clown on accident. Bro, I like him, and but, he's oh. such a good person too. Like he's so nice. It's oh yeah, just, I don't dislike him at all. Yeah, it just God, he's just such a meme though. He is. All right. So, 
our one and twos have got to be the same, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't talk about my three. Oh, oh, yo, I'm so sorry. I forgot I go first. All it's right, Julius dude. Randall. We've talked about him. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah, fair, but, fair, fair. Yeah, I, I, he just, for me, over Sabonis, really Sabonis probably is three, but just for me, Julius, uh, you know, from Kentucky, a little hometown for me, like the little yeah. favorite college guy, yeah, little and also home. just the projection he had this year with the Knicks and the way I think he'll continue and really carry that team for a while. Like, he is obviously, like, he's the clear number one until RJ develops. So, not that RJ's bad, but just he's got a little bit to go before he's a number one option is what I mean there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I just think Julius is just that guy. I feel like he's rejuvenating right now, which is crazy to say for a 28-year-old. But, I mean, this is prime, right? Mm. This is their prime. This is the time where you have to kick it into gear, man. Yeah, you either kick it in here or you're done. That's pretty much how the NBA Mm -hmm. goes. So, So, now, one and two, they got to be the same, right? Absolutely. Giannis at one, AD at two. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, Anthony Davis. I mean, he's Anthony Davis, man. Came out of the 2012 class, if I'm not mistaken. University of Kentucky, I do know that for sure. Um, He was on the USA team as as their, like, uh, uh, rookie initiative or whatever, where they bring in a guy from college to play on the U.S. team. Um. And I think that really helped his career, you know, teaming with Darren Williams, Kevin Love. Uh, <laughs> I tried to name the two worst players on that team first. I was just trying to name them worst to best going backwards. You got it. Um, Tyson Chandler. Oh, what a gem he was. <laughs> Dude, in 2K, when I play, like, rec games, you know how in 2K22 you can, I don't know how to do it, but you can like put one an- one arm up for a rebound and like tip it out to the backcourt so your guards can get it. I've always yep. called that Tyson Chandlering for as long as I can remember because he's the first person I saw do that like effectively a lot. And he did it in the Olympics a lot. Like any board that he couldn't fully grab with both hands, he would just tip out to his backcourt. It was so funny every single time. Yeah, he also he just is the best tap rebounder ever. Oh I yeah. Mean, it's- Nobody will ever be as good at him as that. He obviously, after a point when people started noticing it, he was like, okay, I'm just going to practice this or something. Like, he had to, right? Yeah, he, he was so efficient at it. It was just nuts. Like, it seemed like he never messed it up. You know what? Also, since you said Darren Williams, I wish we should just do an episode one day where we talk about Darren Williams for 30 oh, minutes. So good, man. So I miss him so much. Yeah, so good. It's crazy how... There was a season where the top three point guards were Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, and Darren Williams. Like, oh man, life was so much better back then. Oh, I don't, I don't want to get into it because I talk about him for thirty minutes. But me and you will have a conversation about Darren Williams either on this podcast or outside of it soon. I have to talk about him. Yeah. I miss him. I agree. Uh, but, but yeah, AD. I would say that AD is almost more talented than Giannis overall, but. He he can't stay healthy, obviously, right? Yeah, Number that, one. That's such a man. I hate injuries. Hate them. Yep. But yeah, a- AD is just. I mean, he's one of a kind, really. Yeah. I don't know if we'll like seeing somebody be able to score as efficiently as he can from the rim to the three point line, and then defend still at the same rate he has since he was in college. 
is kind of what's crazy too is he's been defending the same way for seven years now. He hasn't slowed down at all. Mm. So, and it's um, so crazy that he plays the big position so well because he was six four when he got his commitment to UK and then grew to six eleven over that summer. Yep. It, I, those heights might be a little mixed up, but he had an insane growth spurt before his first season at UK. And to be at that college level and have to change your whole position, that's why he can dribble so well. That's why he's so mobile as a big man. It's because he used to not be a big man. That's almost what you'd want, is to be short, be a guard, and then just grow real quick and be like, okay, I can take the dribbling, and now I just have to upgrade my paint game. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So. And then Now we're on one. to the big man. Finals oh. MVP. Oh, Giannis. Oh, Giannis and Tetecumpo. Love saying that name. but Somebody we both slandered a little bit. Oh, yeah. But such a good guy. So nice. It, it, God, he's so good at the game of basketball. It's nuts. It it really is crazy because it, this, this always takes me back to Ben Simmons, too. Ben Simmons could be Giannis if he wanted to be because Giannis can't shoot either. He can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot threes. He can shoot threes better, but that's what always grinds my gear so hard about Ben Simmons is because he could be the exact same thing if he wanted to be. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, really, that's... Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about when you talk about Giannis because he's just so good. Like, he... He can take three dribbles from the opponent free throw line and be at his bucket. Yeah, there's no doubt for them anymore. He's got the chip. He's got an MVP. He'll probably win another MVP. He has, does he have two MVPs? I think so. I think he has two MVPs. He, he. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. And now he's got the chip. Like, what else is for the for what the chip, else is the there finals for MVP? I mean, the defense. He's won a defensive player of the year, hasn't he? No, probably not. Rudy Gobert gets that for getting a block every year. Hang on. I'm looking it up. Sorry. Rudy Gobert didn't deserve that. Yeah, we already, we already slandered him one week. We can't slander him again. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a two-time MVP. He is the 2020-2021 Finals MVP. He is also the All-Star MVP for that season. He is a four-time All-Defensive player. He is a 2021 NBA champ. He is a five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA 2013, 2014, all rookie. 2019, 2020, defensive player of the year. And 2016 and 2017, most improved player of the year. Boom. There you go. So, what a resume at 26 years old. That's... I hate that he's 26. Why? I just hate that he's already this good. Oh, yeah. I love it, but it's just, it just... It bothers me for some reason. Not also, in a bad way, also, but just I'm, like... Uh, I'm sorry if you're here in New World again. I do a dab out. Okay, we're good. Sorry. Uh, it, like, it doesn't bother me in a bad way. It's just like... I don't know. It's just wild. I, I'm... It, it, you're just speechless. At this point. Well, I listen. am. I really am. Like, yeah. I don't know what he can be in three years, and I don't know if I want to. It might oh. shut the league down. Yeah. Like Rudy Gobert, he literally shut the league down. Best defender in history, shut the league down because he touched shut microphones. Up. Leave Rudy Gobert out of this. <laughs> he doesn't deserve this. It's just, it's just so easy to slander Rudy Gobert, man. 
Rudy bricks for feet go bare, baby. <laughs> hey, if he picks that foot up, it's going somewhere. I don't know where it's Not going. Not the right way, though. But it's going somewhere. I think my favorite thing is watching him backpedal when he's got a guard on him. He just he just has that look on his face like, please, somebody come help me. And nobody's going to because they want to see him get sauced, too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, guys, that's... That's our list of power forwards. Pretty cut and dry besides the very, very spicy Chris Boucher pick at number seven. And Tobias Harris not making Gert's list. I don't feel bad about it at all. But anyway, guys, let us know how you like our list. Tell us over on the socials at press underscore breaker. Give us your top ten power forwards if you'd like or don't. But, but pl please follow us. Just, God, just please. do something. Please follow us, man. And, you know, go ahead and, like, like this podcast page. And listen to all you need to know, too. They got some gems over there, man. I think they're on episode 172 or something. Yeah, I can't remember for sure, because this last week they did a throwback since I think Quim is out of town. So they are in the 170s, so I think that's right. Yeah, they've been doing it for so long, man. Uh, hopefully Pressbreaker can get there someday. But that that's a big number, and we're only on 13. But anyway, guys, I hope you did enjoy the podcast. Uh, me and Gert have a very, very, very busy weekend ahead of us. And we're also, I don't know, no, never mind. Sorry, never mind. I was going to talk to you about some, like, stuff, but that can be talked about off podcast. But uh, You know what can't be talked about off podcast and should be talked about right now? What? What, what list are we doing next week? Okay. So we went point guard and power forward. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and say let's not do small forward. We're going to have to leave one out, and we might as well not do that one because that one's pretty clear cut as well. Yeah, let's do shooting guard. You down? I'm down. We'll do shooting guard, and then the week before season we'll go center. Is that? Okay. Do I have that timed out right? Hold on. Yeah, let me pull up my calendar. Okay, Next Thursday so... will be the 7th. Yeah, so we'll go shooting guard center, and then the 21st we'll be talking about basketball. Yeah, we'll be talking so. about the first two-day games, I believe. I think the season starts yep. on October 19th. Well, anyway, guys, yeah, so yeah that shooting is... guard next week and then center, and there we go. Yeah, that's the plan. So anyway, guys, yeah, hope you did enjoy the episode. Go ahead and like the page. Uh, save the podcast if you want to listen to it again. Um, check out our other episodes, man. We've been doing this for 13 weeks, so we got 12 other episodes that you can go watch. And we'll be back to your ears next Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the All You Need to Know page. Anywhere you can get podcasts, man. You got Audible, you got Spotify, you got Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, sorry. You've got SoundCloud, you've got, I think, Amazon, right? Are we on Amazon? I think so, and let me go ahead and state a public apology to those who expect the episode at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central. I am a bum, so you must understand that. And I forget to do things, so I'm going to get better about making sure I post it on time. And that is my word to you all that listen, all 100,000 of you. Yes, so sir. I will, I will be better about that, and I apologize. Sir. All right. We're out. Stay safe, guys. Have a good weekend. Deuces. We'll see you next week.